Morning prayer begins this morning in the page one of the booklet in this, this linked in the chat bar. He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast, not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 1 on page 345. Blessed is the man that hath not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stood in the way of sinners, and hath not sat in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law will he exercise himself day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the water side, that will bring forth his fruit in due season. His leaf also shall not wither, and look, whatever whatsoever he doeth, it will prosper. As for the ungodly, it is not so with them, but they are like the chaff which the wind scattereth away from the face of the earth. Therefore the ungodly shall not be able to stand in the judgment, neither the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. But the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, and the way of the ungodly shall perish. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise against me. Many one there be that say of my soul, There is no help for him in his God. But thou, O Lord, art my defender. Thou art my worship and the lifter of my head. I did call upon the Lord with my voice and he heard me out of his holy hill. I laid me down and slept, and rose up again, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid for ten thousands of the people that have set themselves against me round about. Up, Lord, and help me, O my God, for thou smitest all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord, and thy blessing is upon thy people. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 13th chapter of Exodus. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn. Whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it is mine. And Moses said to the people, Remember this day in which you went out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by strength of hand the Lord brought you out of this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. On this day you are going out in the month of Abib. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, which he swore to your your forefathers to give you a land flowing with milk and honey, that you shall keep this service in this month. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten seven days, and no leavened bread shall be seen among you, nor shall leaven be seen among you in all your quarters. And you shall tell your son in that day, saying, This is done because of what the Lord did for me when I came up from Egypt. It shall be as a sign to you on your hand, and as a memorial between your eyes, that the Lord's law may be in your mouth. For with a strong hand the Lord has brought you out of Egypt. You shall therefore keep this ordinance in its season from year to year. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, as he swore to you and your fathers, and gives it to you, that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb, that is, every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have, the males shall be the Lord's. But every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb, and if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. So it shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is this? that you shall say to him, By strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And it came to pass, when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go, that the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore I sacrifice to the Lord all males that open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I redeem. It shall be as a sign on your hand and as frontlets between your eyes, for by strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had placed the children of Israel under solemn oath, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. So they took their journey from Succoth and camped at Etham, at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went up before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud 
by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Here ends the first lesson. Together to Dam, which is on page seven of the Easter Tide booklet. We praise thee, O God, we acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth doth worship thee, the Father everlasting. To thee all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To thee cherubim and seraphim continually do cry, Holy, 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 Lord God of Sabaoth. Heaven and earth are full of the majesty of thy glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise thee. The goodly fellowship of the prophets praise thee. The noble army of martyrs praise thee. The holy church throughout all the world doth acknowledge thee. The father of an infinite majesty, thine adorable true and only son, also the Holy Ghost, the comforter. Thou art the king of glory, O Christ. Thou art the everlasting Son of the Father. When thou tookest upon thee to deliver man, thou didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin. When thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death, thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Thou sittest at the right hand of God in the glory of the Father. We believe that thou shalt come to be our judge. We therefore pray thee, help thy servants, whom thou hast redeemed with thy precious blood. Make them to be numbered with thy saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save thy people and bless thine heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify thee, and we worship thy name ever, world without end. Thought safe, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us as our trust is in thee. O Lord, in thee have I trusted, let me never be confounded. Here begins the book of Hebrews. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds who, being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For to which of the angels did he ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you? And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. But when he again brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all the angels of God worship him. And of the angels, he says, Who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire? But to the son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens of the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. And they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will fold them up 
and they will be changed, but you are the same, and your years will not fail. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool? Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Here ends the second lesson. Together, Dignus S. on page 8 of the Easter Tide booklet. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb, that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by Thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb for ever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not the Holy Spirit from us. Almighty Father has given thine only Son to die for our sins and to rise again for our justification. <clears throat> Grant us so to put away the leaven of malice and wickedness, that we may always serve the impureness of living in truth for the merits of the same, thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth the eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, Defend us, thy humble servants, and all the assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. 
our uh, lessons today, we, we uh, excuse me, we had um, special lessons for the octave of Easter, you know, from Easter Day through uh, through yesterday uh, that kind of highlighted various aspects of the resurrection. And now we resume our sequential narrative in Exodus, uh, where we're <clears throat> start with Exodus 13, the the highlighting of the institution of Israel offering her firstborn. And so we'll start, and we'll do that in the, in the New Testament. We start a sequential reading of Hebrews. Um, and the Exodus lesson, the highlighting here is on remembrance, that that here is being instituted the uh, observance by which Israel will perpetually remember the Exodus. And remember, it doesn't mean merely that Israel will just sort of think about the Exodus. It means that Israel will uh, perpetually experience again the Exodus. And this this accounts for some interesting prophetic language. Um, you know, it, it dawned on me reading, for example, um, Jeremiah. So if if um, Exodus is dealing with events that may be depending on where you're dating the Exodus 1450 BC, some modern dates want to push it to 1250 BC, but a traditional date would be 1450. Um, about 800 years later, when the prophet Jeremiah is, uh, you know, about just before the Babylonian exile, maybe around 600 BC, uh, is telling Israel, you know, um, God is saying to Jeremiah, I led you out of Egypt. I did this to you. I did that to you. And yet you think about it. Well, the people could say, well, not really. You you led, you know, our great, 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 great grandfather out of Egypt. But, we, you know, we're just here. But the the point of, of the uh, the memorial observances of the Exodus was the way that each generation experienced anew the saving power of the initial event so that the rabbis would say of the Jewish people that that um, each year when they celebrate the Passover, it's as if they themselves set their feet in the bottom of the Red Sea. And this this kind of caught up. This is and we so uh, our remembrance then for us is we still remember the Exodus, only we do it in the light of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus, who has led a new Exodus. Um, the Exodus, uh, he is led by himself, dying, descending into the realm of the dead, Hades, passing through that, um, uh, that place and emerging on the other side alive. He's led a new exodus by which when we remember our baptisms, we're baptized into him. And of course, we're aware of the water and the connection with the Red Sea. Egypt has this typology of sin that we left behind. But in Christ, we die to all of that and we rise to new life with him. So every year we remember our bap, our bap, you know, remember Easter, what Jesus did. We remember our baptismal vows. We're remembering and experiencing again the central experience of freedom that, that, that characterizes life in Christ. And that's why it's not just thinking, of, oh, yeah, Jesus died. It's why we enter into a whole season of fasting to highlight the emphasis of dying. And now we're in a, fe a season of feasting to highlight the emphasis on the reality of rising. And, and this is the narrative of our life. And that's the thing I think to highlight about this idea of remembrance. Um, 
that that we orient why we talk about the life of prayer because we all live in a story and the problem if we're christians and we say we believe in jesus but we're um reacting our whole life is determined by what we're hearing on the news or our worries about this thing or how we're going to solve the you know some overseas crisis uh, then then we're living in a different narrative and the life of prayer, we begin each day by coming to Christ and remembering who we are, remembering that Christ has saved us, remembering that we have a life in him that transcends this world. And it doesn't mean we don't have these practical concerns to worry about. It means we always approach them as those who live in Christ, who know that he is Lord, who, who know we already have the central question of, of life answer, which is death. We, we, we've conquered that. And so the other thing about the Exodus lesson is that um, it talks about the firstborn. And, and I think the Israel offered the firstborn. Every firstborn belonged to God. This ties into to our own practice of tithing. When we give God the first part, we remember, oh, yeah, all of our life belonged to him, belongs to him. So we offer him this as a token. And as we structure our lives, beginning our lives in prayer, offering the first to God. This reminds us, it lives in their narrative of, of life in Christ in which we experience a kind of freedom, a kind of power from captivity to the things of the world. Primary problem, I think, with Christian faith and where we live in is people identify themselves as Christians, but they live in the narrative of the world. And therefore, um, they, they don't experience the power of Christ. So they have an identity, but not a narrative. They don't remember who they are. And then the Hebrews lesson just highlights, uh, you know, how Jesus has fulfilled all this. The idea that the first chapter is showing the superiority of, Je superiority of Jesus to angels, because the Jewish idea was that the Torah was what came down from God mediated by angels. And what he's saying here, because God has spoken, spoken his word through his son, a clear emphasis on or hearkening or allusion to Genesis. In the beginning, uh, God uh, said, let there be light. He spoke the world into existence. So this is the new creation in which God has spoken again. And the, the weight of that, therefore, is just like when God speaks, everyone must listen. So now we have to listen or heed the word. If we don't, as Hebrews will go on to say, there's culpability to that. And the very the, the, the point of chapter one is various quotes largely from the Psalms to show how the Psalms point to the 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 you know the the divine son being the one who 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 is the heir. Um particularly important is the concept of, of the firstborn. And because this goes back to our Exodus lesson, um, Israel offered a firstborn to God. Jesus is the firstborn on two levels. The firstborn begotten of the Father before all worlds. We remember, so we don't become heretics, that um, the Son is uh, co-eternal with the Father. There never was a time when the Son was not, but still can be called the firstborn, which means the preeminent over rather than having a time element to it. And then the other way is firstborn on Easter is firstborn from the dead, because all humanity has been captive to death. And Christ, who, who um, conquered death, harrowing uh, Hades or hell and emerging, he's the first one to come from the dead. And we are born again from our 
condition of death in him. And so, and so this is why um, he fulfills that Exodus thing and why we offer him the first of everything to remind ourselves who we belong to. And just taken together, just the whole idea of remembrance is to remember who we are because there's so many distractions in our world, so much anxiety, so much fear, and we get distracted, we forget, and we get caught up in the world. So we have to remember every day who we are, that Jesus is Lord, and fundamentally he's with us. It's going to be okay. In life or death, it's going to be okay because Christ is with us. So we'll um, continue uh, with the um, continue morning or conclude morning prayer with the intercession. Uh, which is on page 11 of the booklet. Let us pray. Accept, O Lord, intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they might punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil. Be merciful to all who are in any way is afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. We'll pause for a moment for all to remember their personal intercessions. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed and grant them an entrance into the land of light and join the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake, one about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together, the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, then unworthy servants, to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost with us all evermore. Amen. Good to be with you all for morning prayer today. Have a great day. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you, Mr. Scarlett. Have a good day. Have a good day.